Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we're talking about trial periods for employees. So this is when you hire a team member with the condition that they have to pass the first 90 days they have to do well in the first 90 days in order to continue with their employment. So in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about these periods and why I think you should never use them. So before we get into my opinion of why we never use them, let's talk about why people do tend to use these trial periods and why some small business owners and even large businesses depend on these trial periods. The number one reason companies use these trial periods is to ensure that the person that they are hiring is the right fit for the job. So you might be sitting there and thinking like, well, then they're a good thing, right? We want to ensure that the person we're hiring, the person that we're going to continue having on our team is right for the job. And having this trial period gives us an easy out. That if they don't work out, we can just say, you didn't pass the trial period, your employment is over. But let's actually look at the reality here. First off, if a team member is not doing their job the way they should be doing their job, you don't need a formal trial period in order to let that person go, to excuse them from being a part of your company still. And I know some people will say, but but then I might have to pay their unemployment. In some states, in some places, you have to pay unemployment whether the, that person was in a trial period or not. So having a, what is called a trial period doesn't necessarily save you from anything. And it doesn't really give you any easier of an out than if you didn't have this person labeled under a trial period. Even when it comes to proven that the team member deserved to be let go, the same things apply whether that person is in the first week of their job or the fifth year of their job when it comes to a lot of employee laws and things you have to be careful of. So a trial period really gives you nothing that you would have otherwise with that team member. You don't get anything special. You don't get any extra protections because you have that trial period. And if you sit there and say, but that way the person knows that their performance is under scrutiny. They know they have to learn how to do their job. Let's just talk about that for a second. Any person who's getting hired knows that they have to perform their job or they're going to be let go. If they don't know that, if they don't understand that, chances are they're not going to work out in the long term anyway. So putting them under this trial period is not going to motivate anybody to do their job better, to learn their job faster 
than they would with any other thing that you could set up in your uh, onboarding process. Because there always should be a, a training period, even if there isn't an official trial period. You still need to teach a team member what it means to do their job the way you want the job done, because that could be different than the way the job was performed by at another company that they previously worked at. So trial periods, like I mentioned, they don't really give you anything extra. They don't really give you this bonus once the person's on your team. So when we look at that and we look back at why companies use them, it really doesn't seem to make sense in the long run. If it's not giving you anything extra, you're not having anything to protect you or really an easy out that you wouldn't have any other way or you wouldn't have otherwise when you hire this team member. So now let's switch and talk about why I think they are the biggest waste of time and you should not be using them. So let's quickly once again say why a lot of companies use them. To ensure that the person they're hiring is going to be a long-term fit. Well, here's why I don't like them. Your hiring process should help you uncover if the team member is a long-term fit. If you cannot determine if someone can be a long-term fit during your hiring process, you do not have the right hiring process. I'll say that again. If you cannot determine if a candidate is a long-term fit during your hiring process, you do not have the right hiring process. You should be able to uncover if somebody can do the job the way that you need them to perform the job by asking the right questions during the interview process, by properly selecting the right candidates to get an interview from the application process. And you get the right people into your application process by putting out a job posting that accurately describes the job and the ideal candidates. When you put all this together and you have the right process, you don't have to go through a trial period because you're confident that you're selecting the right person for your position. So trial periods typically say you don't have the right hiring process. You can't be sure you're hiring the right person. So a lot of times, if you're feeling like you need to depend on a trial process, you actually need to spend more time developing your hiring process and figuring out what's missing so you can uncover what is needed. So I just want to take a minute now and talk about numbers, because sometimes I think for some people, numbers is an easier way to look at things. Let's say you're hiring a full-time employee. And you're bringing them on for a 90-day trial period. And at the end of those 90 days, you're going to say, I'm sorry, this isn't working out. You need to go. We're going to move on and try find someone new for this position. If you paid that full-time employee $10 an hour, that is over $5,000 you paid out to someone who is not a fit for your company for them to be an employee of yours for 90 days. And think about it. What are What is the pay scale for your position that you're bringing in? I know for a lot of my clients, they're paying more than $10 an hour. So to have someone on the team for 90 days is costing thousands of dollars. But that's not the only cost. 
What people often fail to factor in when they're calculating the cost of a hire is they think of how much money they're paying that hire. But there's other costs in here too. There's the cost of your time. When you are going through the hiring process, every hour you spend in the hiring process is an hour that you're not spending on revenue generating activities for your business. Every hour you spend training your new team member is an hour spent not on revenue generating activities. That all starts to add up. And then when you have a team member that you're not quite sure about yet, so you're putting them through this trial period and then letting them go, you then have to repeat that time in the hiring process. You then have to repeat that time in the training process. And even if your company grows to the point where you don't have to be doing the training, another team member is spending time training instead of spending time doing their job. And then let's face it, if someone fails in the first 90 days and you're letting them go, chances are they've made a negative impact on your product or services and that's impacting the customer. They could have made defective products, which then either had to be scrapped, had to be fixed, and could have led to customers being upset if it made it into their hands. They could have made some of your customers for a service-based business upset and they're not planning on coming back or you had to offer discounts in order to keep them happy and keep them as a customer. All that adds up. So when you look at how much it costs you to depend on trial periods, it's pretty significant. So instead of depending on a trial period, you need to think about how you can improve your hiring processes so that way you ensure you're getting the right person in every time. That there's no question on whether that person is the good fit for you on day one. So are your hiring processes set up for success so you can confidently say that you are selecting the right team member for your position? If not, let's talk. Schedule your hiring jumpstart call and let's talk about how to ensure you have a hiring process set up for success. So you do not have to depend on costly trial periods. And so you do not have to depend or fall victim of going through this hiring cycle again and again and again because you get the wrong people on your team. Let's make sure you're set up for hiring success so you can hire the right person now and every time you have the opportunity to bring a new team member into your business. So reach out and let's get started. Go to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart with jumpstart being one word. So once again, that's growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's get started. Or if you prefer, you can send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. I look forward to speaking with you on the call and making sure that you have your hiring processes set up for success so you do not have to count on costly trial periods to feel confident and to ensure that you have the right people on your team. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com.
to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.